0: okay so let's continue 30 cents later my by 9 am on a beautiful Saturday morning Mike and I were working for Mrs. Martin she was a kind and patient woman she always said that Mike and I remembered her of her two sons who had grown and gone although kind she believed in hard work and she kept us working she was a taskmaster. We spent their hours taking canned goods off the shelves and with the feather duster brushing each can to get the dust off and then restacking them neatly. It was excruciatingly boring work. Mike's dad, whom I call my rich dad, owned nine of these little suprits with large parking lots. Superets means small supermarkets. They were the early version of 7-11 to convenience stores. Little neighborhood grocery stores where people brought items like milk, bread, butter and cigarettes. The problem (coughs) was this was Hawaii before air conditioning and the store could not close its doors because of the heat. On the two sides of the store, the doors had to be wide open to the road and parking lot. Every time a car drove by or pulled into the parking lot, dust would swirl and settle in the store. Hence we had a job for as long as there was no air conditioning. For three weeks Mike and I reported to Mrs. Martin and worked our 3 hours. By noon our work was over and she dropped 3 little dimes in each of our hands. Now, even at the age of 9 in the mid 1950s, 30 cents was not too exciting. Comic books cost 10 cents back then, so I usually spent my money on comic books and went home. By Wednesday of this fourth week, I was ready to quit. I had agreed to work only because I wanted to learn to make money from Mike's dad. And now I was a slave for 10 cents an hour. On top of that, I had not seen Mike's dad since that first Saturday. I am quitting, I told Mike at lunch time. The school lunch was miserable. School was boring and now I did not even have my Saturdays to look forward to. But. It was a 30 cents that really caught to me. This time Mike smiled. Why are you laughing at? I asked with anger and frustration. Dad said this would happen. He said to meet with him when you were ready to quit. What? I said indigently. He has been waiting for me to get fed up. Sort of Mike said. That's different. That's kind of different. He teaches differently from your dad. Your mom and dad lecture a lot. My dad is quiet and a man of few words. You just wait till this Saturday. I will tell him you are ready. You mean I have been set up? No, not really. But maybe. Dad will explain on Saturday. Okay, so waiting in line on Saturday. I was ready to face him. And I was prepared. Even my real dad was angry with him. My real dad, the one I call the poor one, thought that my rich dad was violating child labour laws and should be investigated. My educated poor dad told me to demand what I deserve, at least 25 cents an hour. My poor dad told me that if I did not get a raise, I was to quit immediately. You don't need that damn job anyway, said my poor dad with indignity. At 8 o'clock Saturday morning, I was going to the same rickety door of Mike's house. Take a seat and wait in line, Mike's dad said as I entered. He turned and disappeared into his little office next to the bedroom. I looked around the room and did not see Mike anywhere. Feeling awkward, I cautiously sat down next to the same two women who were there four weeks earlier. They smiled and slid across the couch to make room for me. 45 minutes went by and I was steaming. The two women had met with him and left 30 minutes earlier. An older gentleman was in there for 20 minutes and was also gone. The house was empty and I I sat out in his musty dark living room on a beautiful sunny Hawaiian day waiting to talk to a cheap steak who exploited children. I could hear him rustling around the office, taking on the phones and ignoring me. I was now ready to walk out but for some reason I stayed. Finally, 15 minutes later, at 9 o'clock, Rich Dad walked out of his house, said nothing and signaled with his hand for me to enter his dinghy office. I understand. You want a raise or you are going to quit, Rich Dad said. And he swilled in his office chair. Well, you're not going, well, you're not keeping your end of bargain, I blurted out. Nearly in tears, it was really frightening for a nine-year-old boy to confront a grown-up. You said that you'd teach me if I worked for you. Well, I've worked for you. I've worked hard. I've given up my baseball games to work for you. And you don't keep your word you haven't taught me anything you are a crook like everyone in the town thinks you are you are greedy you want all the money and don't take care of your employees you make me wait and don't show me any respect i am only a little boy and i deserve to be treated better rich dad rocked back in his wheelchair, chair hands up to his chin, somewhat staring at me. It was like he was studying me. Not bad, he said. In less than a month, you sound like most of my employees. What? I asked. Not understanding what he was saying, I continued with my grievance. I thought you were going to keep your end of the bargain and teach me. Instead, you want to torture me. That's cruel. That's really cruel. I am teaching you, rich dad said quietly. What have you taught me? Nothing, I said angrily. You haven't even talked to me once since I agreed to work for peanuts. Ten cents an hour. Ha, I should notify the government about you. We have child labor laws, you know. My dad works for the government, you know. Whoa, rich dad said. Now you sound like most of the people. Who used to work for me? People have either fired or they have quit. So what do you have to say? I demanded. Feeling pretty brave, for a little kid, you lied to me. I have worked for you and you have not kept your word. You haven't taught me anything. How do you know that I have not taught you anything? asked Rich Dad calmly. Well, you have never talked to me. I have worked for three weeks and you have not taught me anything, I said with a pout. Does teaching mean talking or a lecture? Rich Dad asked. Well, yes, I replied. That's not how they teach you in school, he said smiling. But that is not how life teaches you and I would say that life is the best teacher of all. Most of the time, life does not talk to you and it just sort of pushes you around. Each push is life saying, wake up, that's something I want you to learn. What is this man talking about? I asked myself silently. Life pushing me around was life talking to me. Now I knew I had to quit. My job, I was talking to someone who needed to be locked up. If you learn life's lessons, you will do well. If not, life will just continue to push you around. People do two things. Some just let life push them around. Others get angry and push back but they push back against their boss or their job or their husband or wife. They do not know it's life that's pushing. I had no idea what he was talking about. Life pushes all of us around. Some give up Others fight, a few learn the lesson and move on. They welcome life pushing them around. To these few people, it means they need and want to learn something. They learn and move on. Most quit and a few like you fight. Rich dad stood and shut the creaky old wooden window that needed repair. If you learn this lesson, you will grow into a wise, wealthy and happy young man. If you don't, you will spend your life blaming a job, low pay or your boss for your problems. You will live life hoping for that big break that will solve all your money problems. Rich Dad looked over at me to see if I was still listening. His eyes met mine. We stared at each other. Streams of communication going between us through our eyes. Finally, I pulled away once I had absorbed his last message. I knew he was right. I was blaming him, and I did not, and I did ask to learn. I was fighting. Rich Dad continued, "Or if you are the kind of a person who has no guts, you just give up every time life pushes you. If you are that kind of person, you will live all your life paying it safe." I will repeat it again. If you are that kind of person, you live all your life playing it safe, Thus, doing the right things, saving yourself for some event that never happens, then you die a boring old man. You will have lots of friends who really like you because you are such a nice, hard working guy. You spent a life playing it safe, doing the right things, but the truth is, your life, you let life push you into the submission deep down you were terrified of taking risks you really wanted to win but the fear of losing was greater than the excitement of winning deep inside you and only you will know you didn't go for it you choose to play it safe our eyes met again for 10 seconds we looked at each other only pulling away once the message was received you have been pushing me around? I asked. Some people might say that. Smiled Rich Dad. I would say that I just gave you a test of life. What test of life? I asked. Still angry but not curious, even ready to learn. You boys are the first people that have ever asked me to teach them how to make money. I have more than 150 employees and not one of them has asked me what I know about money. They ask me for a job and a paycheck, but never to teach them money. So most people will spend the best years of their lives working for money, not really understanding what it is they are working for. I sat there silently, listening. So when Mike told me about you wanting to learn how to make money, I decided to design a course that was close to real life. I could talk until I was blue in the face, but you wouldn't hear a thing. So I decided to let life push you around a bit so you could hear me. That's why I paid you 10 cents. So what is the lesson I learned from working for 10 cents an hour? I asked. That you are cheap and exploit your workers. Richard Rock Pack and laughed heartily. Finally, after this laughing. Finally, after his laughing stopped, he said, you'd best change your point of view. Stop blaming me, thinking I'm the problem. If you think I'm the problem, then you have to change me. If you realize that you are the problem, then you can change yourself. Learning, Learn something and grow wiser. Most people want everyone else in the world to change, but themselves. Let me tell you, it's easier to change yourself than everyone else. <coughs> I don't understand, I said. Don't blame me for your problems, Rich Dad said, growing impatient. But you only pay me 10 cents. So what are you learning, Rich Dad asked, smiling. That you are cheap, I said with a sly grin. Sly grin means a cunning smile, a smile after you pulled a prank on someone. See, you think I am the problem, said Rich Dad. But you are. Well, keep that attitude, and you learn nothing. Keep the attitude that I am the problem, and what choices do you have? Well, if you don't play me more, if you don't pay me more, or show me more respect and teach me, I will quit. Well put, rich dad said, and that's exactly was what most people do. They quit and go looking for another job best opportunity and higher pay, actually thinking that a new job or more pay will solve the problem, in most cases it won't. So what will solve the problem I asked. Just take this measly 10 cents an hour and smile. Rich Dad smiled. That's what other people do. Just accept a paycheck knowing that they and their family will struggle financially. But that's all they do waiting for a raise, thinking that more money will solve the problem. Most just accept it and some take a second job, working harder. But again, accepting a small paycheck, I sat staring at the floor, beginning to understand the lesson Richard was presenting. I could sense it was a test of life. Finally, I looked up and repeated the question. So what will solve the problem? This, he said, tapping me gently on the head this stuff between your ears. It was at that moment that rich dad shared the pivotal point of view that separated him from his employees and my poor dad and led him to eventually become one of the richest men in Hawaii. While my highly educated but poor dad struggled financially all his life. It was a singular point of view that made all the difference over a lifetime. Rich Dad said over and over, this point of view, which I call lesson number 1. The poor and the middle class work for money. The rich have money, work for them. Okay, so this is the part 2 of the chapter 2. The part 3 will come soon. Thank you for watching. If you find this video helpful, please like, share and subscribe.